Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live. How are you doing today? Are you doing good? Well, I'm so glad to get to be with you. This is uh, Jeremiah Smith here, and I am here in Arizona, praise the Lord. And I thought I'd come to you today, and we'll do our message here in Arizona. This is part seven of uh, the uh, Believer's Authority, and uh, we're going to get into that today. Yeah, I, I know you can hear the music out here and everything. We're out here by poolside and everything doing the message for you. And uh, if you'd like to, you can catch us on the video there on YouTube. If you'd like to watch the video there, praise the Lord. You can see behind me there's the pool and all kinds of things out there. And we're just out here on the uh, deck here and uh, up on the uh, patio here doing this message for you today. Well, you can catch us live every Wednesday. Of course, this Wednesday we aren't there because we are out of town. Uh, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Time. And then on Sundays you can catch us live at 4 p.m. Central Time if you'd like to catch us live. And uh, so you can always tune in and watch us live at those times. If you can't catch us live, hey, that's all right. You can catch us at the rebroadcast on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer. Uh, you can catch us on Pandora and Amazon Music if you like to. And of course, uh, Verbal, and now, now we're on iVox and uh, Audio Junkie if you'd like to listen to us on Audio Junkie. And then, of course, on YouTube. And, of course, this will be posted on YouTube, so you can watch us on YouTube and everything there. And uh, so we're joining behind me there on uh, the camera. You know, we've got my family there. They're watching here, and they're out here with us and uh, watching this live today. So we're going to enjoy this time together, and we're so glad we get to be with you, and we believe it's a blessing to get to be here with you today. You know, if you like to give, you can always go to Luke 6.38. It says, Give, and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you give, I believe God will bless you. But there's no pressure to give here. Uh, but uh, you can give if you'd like to give to the ministry. And uh, we'd love to have you do that if you'd like to do that. But like I said, we are a free ministry and we are here for you to be a blessing to you, especially to those people that are going through hard times and challenges. Don't feel any pressure to give. But if you feel the Lord leading you, you can give it that way. Uh, but, uh, you know, you need to make sure that you're giving. Everybody should be giving. And especially these end times, I believe God wants to get his message out to be as blessing to as many people on the earth as possible. And so you want to make sure that you're giving some somewhere and, and uh, I believe it's important to do that so he can provide for you and your purpose that he's given to you today. Well we're going to get into our message kind of get into this today if you've got your Bible grab your Bible get your tablet get your phone get whatever you need to have there I've got my Bible here I've got my phone here I've got a little everything here and uh, we're going to just get into the Bible today. Are you pumped up? Well, I don't know about you, but I am. I'm pumped up, and uh, we're thrilled to be here with you tonight. You say, well, why are you doing it out there? Well, hey, you know, there's no reason to be ashamed about God's message, and uh, we don't mind if we're out here on the deck. We don't care where we're at. We're, we'll be glad to preach the gospel wherever we need to, praise the Lord. And so we're going to go ahead and get into this message today. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy today, Father. And we just ask that today you have your way, Father. We ask that your Holy Spirit be our teacher and be our help, be our standby, and be everything that we need as we get this message across today. And Father, we just ask for it today, and we ask that you flood us with light, help us to see stuff we hadn't seen before, and help everybody to get what they need to get today. We pray in Jesus' name, and we thank you, Father, for it in advance, and we give you all the praise for it, and we don't want to leave before we say thank you for taking care of our families, taking care of us, and thank you for being so good to us this week. And I thank you every need will be provided, everything we need this week, and we give you the praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 
All right, well, let's get into this. We're getting into the Understanding Our Authority, Part 7. And uh, if you want, go ahead and go over to Matthew, the 8th chapter, the 5th verse. And uh, we're going to do 5 through 13. Matthew 8, 5 through 13. And uh, these are our opening scriptures that we've been doing here. And, uh, you know, and uh, here where we're at, it's about 11 o'clock at night out here. It's two hours difference from when we normally are. So it's, that's why it's dark out here where we're at. Uh, but uh, we are getting used to this time zone. So wherever you're at, you know, just think we're just trying to hit the time zones that we can the best we can. <laughs> Praise the Lord and be a blessing to you. Let's read this, Matthew, the 8th chapter, the 5th verse. It says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth homesick of the palsy grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. Aren't you glad he's a healer? You know, he didn't sit here and debate it. He didn't sit there and go, I don't know if I should go out there and heal him. No, he went, he said, I will come and heal him. And that says a whole lot about Jesus, doesn't it, for you today. He'll come and heal you. If you don't have any doubt in your mind, don't be stressed out. He'll come and heal you right there where you're at. He's not saying he won't. He's saying, I will come and heal you today. Isn't that a good Jesus? Uh, that's the kind of Jesus the world wants to hear about, one that's willing to come right there where they're at and heal whoever's needing healing today. Isn't that good? Uh, the eighth verse is uh, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. Isn't that good to know he understands authority? He understands how God works. He understands, that, hey, you know, if Jesus says it, it's going to be done. Isn't that good to know? And that's what he understood there. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed him, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith not in Israel. Boy, isn't that powerful to look at, though? He said he marveled. You know, it's pretty awesome when you're making Jesus marvel, isn't it? You know, there's very few times in Scripture that I know about where Jesus actually marveled. But he marveled in this situation concerning this centurion. And he said to him that he marveled, and I have not found so great faith not in Israel. You know, he's saying among his own people, he didn't, have as much, he didn't see as much faith as this centurion right here. Isn't that good? Yeah, it's powerful to think about. This guy wasn't even in his family, but he found that he marveled. And that's the way we want to be. We want him to say about us, hey, he's got some great faith, right? Isn't that right? <laughs> Amen. Then say unto him that many shall come to the east and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto them, the centurion, go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so it be unto thee. And his servant was healed that selfsame hour. Now, I went over this several times in previous messages here, you know. But he just listened to his word and did it. Isn't that the way we're supposed to be when God talks to us? We're supposed to just listen to his word and do it? Amen. That's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to, when he tells us to do it, we, that's what he calls great faith is when the person just does it. Isn't that good? Maybe today he said, well, hey, you need to love this person. 
Well, we need to just show love to them, right? Maybe he says, hey, give this person something that you have that you, that you have on your own, that's money, or something you have to be a blessing to them. We should just do it. And he calls this great faith when the, you just do it. You're not questioning. You just follow the order. Isn't that good? Well, you just follow the order that Jesus gives to us today. So let's recap from last week. He says, so last, last week we talked about how Jesus gave man back our authority. And we talked about how Satan did not know what Jesus was up to. We talked about how Jesus sowed himself and reaped others just like him. That's us. He reaped Christians. He sowed himself into the earth and reaped all of us. That's God's law. He, he says, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. He says, God's not mocked whatsoever a man sows. Or he says, uh, God's not mocked. He says that it's, it's sowing and reaping is what he talks about there in Galatians. So yeah, that's his law and that's his way of doing things. We talk about how Jesus stripped the devil of his power. Aren't you glad he did that? We're not living today with, you know, without having authority over the enemy and him having authority over us. Isn't that good to know? I don't want the devil beating my brains out every day. <laughs> I don't want him getting me depressed every day. I don't want to be sad every day, but I have authority over the devil, so I don't have to be that way. Aren't you glad that you have authority over him? Well, we're going to go ahead and get into today. We're going to be talking about our authority, and uh, we're going to get into that. We've been talking about Jesus' authority, so we're going to talk about our authority today. I, I taught on this, like I said before, about two years ago, and we're kind of getting a little more into it this, this series here. But uh, we're going to be talking about our authority and how we should be using our authority. Let's look at that Matthew, the sixth chapter, the seventh verse. He says, And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. What did he give them power for? He gave them power over unclean spirits. The Amplified breaks it down like this. He said, and he called to him the twelve apostles and began to send them out as ambassadors two by two and gave them authority and power over unclean spirits. But notice what he says there. He gave them authority and power over unclean spirits. You know, anything that would cause you challenges in the supernatural, he's, he gave them authority over that, right? You know, there's a whole other world out there besides what we see with our physical eyes. And he's given us authority over our enemies, what he's telling us in these scriptures. We look at these scriptures and we can see that Jesus was already putting into practice man getting his rule back on the earth. You know, we lost that with Adam. Adam lost his authority, lost his rule here on earth. But Jesus paid the price. He said that he, he, all power has been given unto me from heaven and earth, and he gave it back to us, right? So he already had heaven, but he got, he got earth's power back when he went into the grave and rose up and went to the throne. Isn't that good to think about today? He gave us our authority back. So we're getting into that today. Let's look a little bit more at that. He deputized these disciples and sent them out to, his, to help them destroy the works of the devil. I believe he showed us that he was showing his faith by his works. Isn't that right? He did. He showed his faith by his works. And we need to show him our faith by our works too as well. And so he began acting like it was fulfilled. And after he went to the cross, he seated himself next to the Father. Isn't that good to think about? That's his position, seated next to the Father. Far above all principalities, far above everything on earth, he's seated far above it all. That's his position, right? And that's very important to understand his position because it tells us about our position too. Let's look at that today. Hebrews, the second chapter, the fifth verse through the ninth verse. 
It says, For unto the angels hath he not put into subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man, that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man, that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels, thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. So the angels are looking at him, at God creating man, and they're like, what is man? <laughs> what is this? They, he put him over everything. He's talking about the creation of man here in Hebrews, the second chapter. He says, Thou madest him a little lower than the angels, and crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over all the works of thy hands. And thou hast put all things, did, what all things did he put under him? Everything. He says, Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he putteth all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. Is the devil giving you a hard time today? Is he giving you a challenge today? Well, he said he put him everything under your feet. <laughs> so you shouldn't be putting up with the devil today, right? He said all things should be subjection under your feet. He left nothing that was put under him. He said, but now we see not yet all things put under him. He says, but we see Jesus, who made him a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned him with glory and honor that he, by his grace, should taste death for every man. Notice what he says here. He says, what is man that thou art so mindful of him? Did you know that God's mindful of you? I like that. Isn't that good to think about? He's mindful of us. These angels even saw it. They saw that he was mindful of man. He's mindful of you. Whatever you're going through today, whatever challenges you're facing today, he is mindful of you. Powerful to think about. Let's go to Hebrews, the second chapter real quick there. Hebrews, the second chapter, we're going to go to the fifth verse. We're going to look at the complete Jewish Bible. Hebrews, the second chapter, the fifth verse. All right, Hebrews 2, 5, it says it like this. It says, it, for it was not to the angels that God subjected the uh, himself, which is what we are talking about. And there is a place where someone has given him solemnly, solemnly testimony. What is mere man that you concern yourself with him? And this version is actually saying, what is man that you concern yourself with him? I like that. You know, God concerns himself with me. You know, he, he's concerned about the things that I'm concerned about. He cares about my concerns, right? You know, and he cares about all of our concerns. He cares about what you're dealing with today, what's on your mind, what you're pressured with today. He, did, he cares about your concerns. And maybe today you think, well, I'm all by myself. Somewhere in this world, you could be, maybe you're over in South Africa, or maybe you're in Germany, or maybe you're in Australia. We have people that listen all over the world, you know, and he, maybe you're sitting there saying, he doesn't care about me. No, he concerns himself with you. He cares about what you care about. He's a good father, right? What is mere man that you concern yourself with him? So he's talking about the creation of man and how he put everything underneath the creation of man. Did you know God concerns himself with you? Did you know that? He does. So the devil acts like you're not worth something or he's telling you God's concerns himself. You have to tell him that God concerns himself with me, right? Maybe he's telling you you don't matter. Maybe what you do is not important. 
but God concerns himself with your concerns. Ask him, why did God pay the highest price anyone has ever paid for me today? <laughs> right? Silver, gold, he could have gave it all, but he, he could have gave the highest price in the world, but he gave his son, he gave the most valuable thing he had for you. So you, he concerns himself with you, right? It doesn't matter what you think, what your, it's hard to wrap your mind around it, but he concerns himself with you, praise the Lord. Amen. There's nothing more valuable than Jesus, God's son on this earth or anywhere. And nothing compares to what God gave for you today. You're valuable. I don't care what someone's told you today or how you feel today. You are valuable to God. Ask the devil, did anyone give anything for him? No, no one gave anything for the devil. So he's not very valuable today, right? <laughs> but he did for you, right? God concerned himself for you today, right? Let's go over to Ephesians, the first chapter, the 19th verse. Ephesians 1, so the devil's making you feel like you're not important, making you feel like you, you're not worth anything. Hey, Jesus died for us. No one died for him, but Jesus died for us today. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Ephesians, the first chapter, the 19th verse there. It says it like this, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word? who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Where's Jesus right now? He's been raised from the dead and he's sitting at the, in heavenly places at, his, at the right hand of the Father. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world but also in that which is to come, he hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So he's the head. He's seated next to the Father. But listen to what it says here, which is his body, the fullness of him who filleth all in all. And then you go on to the second chapter and he talks about your position to who you are. Why is this important? Well, because if you know your position, you won't put up with your enemy, right? You know, a colonel, you know, he doesn't put up with stuff, you know, that he doesn't have to put up with from people that are way lower than him, right? And it's important that you understand your position that God's given to you. You know, you can tell people don't know the position that they have when they feel like they, they say all the time, well, I'm get, I just got beat up this week by the enemy, or I'm all whooped, I, I don't, you know, they're saying he's going to whoop on me next week, you know. They don't understand their position that God's given to them. You don't have to put up with the enemy. Let's look at this. Ephesians, the second chapter, the first verse, it says, And you hath he quickened who are dead in trespasses and sins. It hasn't finished. This is a letter, and it's going right into the next chapter here. He says, Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Did you know he's rich in mercy today? He's rich in mercy for you. He's rich in mercy for the people across the street from you, people your neighbor, the one in the car with you, one on the back of your motorcycle right now. He's got mercy for everybody. And listen to these, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Aren't you glad he loves you today? He loves you no matter what you've done, what you've gone through, what you're doing right now. He loves us 
and he's a good, good father, and he sent his son, and Jesus loves us. Isn't that good to know? He says, even when we were dead in sins, so even when you were doing that bad stuff, that stuff that you're not so proud of, he loved you even in that. Isn't that powerful to think about? Hath quickened us together with Christ by grace, you're saved. And where did he, what did he do with us? He raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Why is this important? Well, it's important because it tells us our position. Are you sitting right there right now, sitting in the heavenly places? No, he's telling you your position. And if you read that first chapter, it's far above all principalities and powers. That's your position today. That's why you don't have to put up with the enemy. You have authority over him. Isn't that powerful to think about today, that you have power over your enemy today? That in ages to come, he might show his exceeding riches of his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Notice our position is next to Jesus. Why is that? Well, you're adopted sons into the family. And so your position is up there next to Jesus. He's the head, we're the body, and we sit right next to the Father. Isn't that good to know that's your position today? You say, well, I can't believe that's my position, and I'm not supposed to rule and reign on this earth. Did you know even the thousand-year reign after the tribulation, you're going to be ruling? As a matter of fact, you'll have a throne is what the Bible talks about because he's made us kings and priests unto him and that's your position today praise the lord and you don't have to put up with your enemy right the 21st verse is far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come people really don't understand what all jesus did at the cross did you know that he, you will judge angels at some point and that's because of your position that God's given to you. Isn't that powerful to think about? Listen to what he says in 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, the third verse. He says, Know ye not that ye shall judge angels? And that's because of your position, right? Paul's talking to this Corinthian church and he says, Did you not even know that you will rule, uh, you'll, that you'll, you'll have authority, you'll be judging angels? That's powerful to think about today. You know, that's the, our position and that's who we are. He was talking to a church that was carnal. He's saying, you need to not act carnal. You need to act more like kings and priests that God's called you to be. Isn't that good to think about today? How much more things that pertain to this life? I like that again. So again, it says, know you that you shall not judge angels. How much more things that are pertain to this life? So if you, he's saying you need to be taking authority over things in this life because you're going to be doing even more in the next life. When you get to heaven and when you come back, so you need to start learning to take in your position here on earth. Now, like I said, that's not over people, right? We're not sitting there judging over people at this time, you know? And so it's important that we're taking authority in the spirit realm. And uh, we can talk more about that as we teach in the book of Revelations a little bit more about authority uh, concerning people because it talks a little bit more about that. But at this time, we're taking authority over things in spiritual, in the, uh, in the spirit, praise the Lord, the enemy, the devil, and his demonic spirits, and one-third of it that he took from heaven when he fell. You see, the devil doesn't want you to know this. James, the fourth chapter, the seventh verse, he says, Submit yourself to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Are you, are you making him flee in your life? Are you, are you resisting him? Or are you just letting him beat your brains out? Praise the Lord. You've got to take authority over the enemy. That's our job, right? Who's going to do it if you don't do it, right? If you don't do it, who's going to do it? Who's going to take care of it? 
You know, you have to take authority. I, I, I'd love to say that I could come to your house right now and take authority in your house for you, but God has given you authority to do that, and you have to take authority in your own home. The Passion Translation says it like this, James, the fourth chapter and the seventh verse. It says, so then surrender to God, stand up to the devil, and resist him, and he will turn and run away from you. <laughs> That's good to think about, isn't it? Aren't you glad that he turns and runs away from you? You don't have to put up with him. He can say, get out of here, and he takes off, you know. I like what uh, Brother Hagin talked about. He had an old uh, Webster's Dictionary. I believe it was Webster's Dictionary. He had a big old dictionary. And uh, he looked up, you know, flee in that, in that dictionary, and it meant to run in terror. You think about fleeing in a, at war. That's powerful to think about because you're going to flee, and you're going to run in terror. And the enemy, he is afraid of you. He likes to do what he can, but then he, when you put up the fight against him, he's going to run in terror. Powerful to think about today. So you submit to God and he will run in terror, run away from you. And that's some good stuff when you think about that today. You know, marinate on that for just a minute, praise the Lord. <laughs> he's going to run in terror. Tell him to let go of your family today. Tell him to let go of your finances today. Tell him to let go of your body today. You have to take authority or no one else is going to do it in your situation. You have to take authority. You say, well, why is that important? Well, that's part of spiritual growth. You know, God wants you to learn to take authority in your home today. Take authority in your circumstances today. That's part of spiritual growth. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we have to resist him in every area. I've told the story, like I said before, about Brother Hagin, you know, and he was talking about, he was talking to, trying to talk to Jesus and he was, he was telling the story because he was trying to get all this revelation from Jesus. He actually had a vision, and he, it was an open vision, and he saw Jesus, you know. But all of a sudden, he kept hearing this sound, and it was, it was kind of strong sound, and he couldn't hear Jesus. It was like a little monkey was over here making a sound, and he couldn't hear Jesus. And he was like, I wish, that he would just, I wish Jesus would get him to be quiet because I want to hear what he's saying. I want the revelation that he's trying to give me. And he's sitting there, and Jesus kept on talking, just kept on talking. And he's, he's like, why won't he have this thing be quiet and leave this situation so I can hear this revelation? I know I need it in my life, you know. And finally, he says, get out of here. Brother Hagin said, get out of here in Jesus' name. And that thing took off. And Jesus spoke to him. He said, he, he, he spoke to Brother Hagin, and he said to him, if, I hadn't, if you hadn't resisted him, I couldn't have done it. That's powerful to think about today, you know. He's saying that he couldn't do it for him. And you, he's not going to do it for you. He gave you authority when he left here on earth. And you're supposed to be taking authority over the enemy in your circumstances. You don't have to put up with the devil in your circumstances. And you need to resist him in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. And uh, we're going to, and we'll pray for you if you need to be saved today. Bow your heads and let's pray. go to the Father today. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today, Father. And Father, we just come before you, and we just thank you for this revelation, Father. Help us, Father, to see more clearly every day to take authority in our circumstances, Father, and take authority over the enemy. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it, and we just ask that you help us, Father, to, to see more clearly our position in you and Jesus. And we give you all the praise, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And if you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus today. You say, well, 
why would I want to know him? Well, you want to you want to be know Jesus because he's the best thing that you can have in your life. He wants to be your friend and he wants to be your helper in every circumstance. And he wants to help you in life today to fulfill your purpose today. If you don't know Jesus, the Bible says in Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th and 10th verse, if you confess Jesus as Lord and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved today. Do you want to be saved? Well, let's pray this today. Pray with me today. Father, I just believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead. And I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus, be Lord of my life right now. And I just receive you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, if you pray that prayer with me, you are saved today. And we're so glad that you're in the family of God today. If you would, give me email me at Jeremiah S. Ministries and let me know. I'd love to know me and Sheila and Liam would love to know that you got saved today. And that's why we're here. We come here all for you because we want you to be saved and we want you to grow spiritually and be a blessing to you. And we love you so much. Well, if you'd email me, let me know. We'd love to hear about that. And also, I, I would write it down. You know, right now it's 11.08 today. And uh, we're looking at it's about, oh, it's April the 27th of 2022. Write that down so you don't forget it. And so if the enemy says, well, you didn't get saved, you can say, I got saved on April. What did I say? April the 27th of 22. And you can write that on your Bible, write it in your, put it in your phone so you don't forget. And you can remind him, let him know, I got saved that date. And so you don't forget it, praise the Lord. Well, hey, we enjoyed being with you here in Arizona. And uh, we'll be back in Oklahoma here in a few days, and we'll do our next service, and we'll get into the Word of God on uh, Sunday morning. It should be about, oh, Sunday about 4 p.m. Central Time. And we're so glad we get to be a part of your life. We love you. God bless you. And I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to JeremiahSmithMinistries.com. Thank you for listening.